Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. 27th of May, welcome to High G's. Crikey, I'm just looking here, it is high tonight as well. I didn't see pat this fucking thing down. I'm excited tonight. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. My guest tonight, I actually, I think of all my guests that have been on. So this guest, some of you will know, maybe a lot of you will know actually. It's from Stoke. I think he's maybe one of the only people that I know that I think during our time in the Air Force was maybe charged more times than I was. But we'll maybe get into that later. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, we spent time together in uh, Norfolk when we served uh, um, and uh, shared a few beverages uh, along, the, along the road. And I've met him uh, since we left as well. Caught up at uh, an, an, another infamous uh, leaving do um, of one Mr. David Kinnaird. But anyway, maybe David Kinnaird will come on another night because tonight I'm going to talk to Mr. Andy Holmes. Please, ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Andy. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, good. Thank you. How are you doing, mate? I'm very well, thanks. What are you drinking? Uh, Brewdog, Lost. Oh, nice. I've not heard of that. Was that based on yeah, the TV programme? <laughs> I think it's one, one of the new ones, mate. I, I just got it from down the shop earlier on, so I'm giving it a crack. Four and a half percent, so it's nothing crazy. It's all right. How is it? Yes, yeah, nice, mate. It's nice and smooth. You see what I've been drinking? I've been yeah, is that, that non-alcoholic stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had all the gags, mate, as well. Um, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not going to pull one on you, Pinky. That's up to you, but it's not for me, pal. That's <laughs> all <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say on the matter. <laughs> oh dear! Thank you very much for coming on. Hey, welcome, pleasure. Um, I was just saying, can I can I just say uh, to to those that that have joined us tonight, um, uh, uh, just what Andy and I were talking about a little bit just before we came on on the air here tonight. Um, Andy said, ask him anything. Um, he'll happily talk about anything. Um, and what I, we, we, we were just talking a little bit about some of the other shows, um, uh, catching up a bit generally. And I'd mentioned to him that quite recently, um, I have had quite a lot of demand for uh, some ladies on the show. Uh, in particular, some ex-RAF ladies on the show. Um, and I mentioned that a number of people um, have actually made specific requests for people on. So I've been in touch with a few ladies, and um, I'm not going to mention any names, uh, because that Bernie just wouldn't... Perkins. Bernie Perkins, get on. <laughs> there you go. What get can on, I tell Bernie. You? I want to hear from you. <laughs> there you go. Bernie, <laughs> pick up your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up your phone. Get your people to speak to me. I don't have people. It's just me. <laughs> anyway, tonight it's you. It's your show, Andy. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm quite excited. So that so the songs that you've chosen, um, uh, a good choice. I, 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 there are sometimes that that folk have chosen songs that um that, that I think one or two that I've not known. Um, I know these ones, 
Um, I like these ones, but I'm really interested, as I always am, to find out the, a bit of the a bit of the story behind them. Um, kind of, you know, and maybe come as no surprise, I'll maybe throw some questions related to the songs or what's going on in there as well. So, um, yeah, so are you bothered about where we start with these? Do you want them in chronology? No, 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 because I, I didn't send these to any particular date or read. I just I, I pull them out of my head, and, and to be honest, you know how it is. I mean, I, I, I can probably pull another 30 or 40 out that I'd like you to mention. But, I mean, th these these are just ones that, that stick in my mind, so certainly particularly one of them. But, um, yeah. you know, they're, 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 they're just songs that, that, that I, I love and, and for, for, for different and other particular reasons. All right. Well, let, let's start with the one that helped me out today uh, when I was looking for a little bit of music to add to an Instagram story. Uh, um, we won't talk about my... Wim Hof inhaling, but we will. <laughs> I will ask you to tell me about uh, "Breathe" by the Prodigy and what the story is with that. Oh my! Um, it is the Prodigy. When I first heard them, they, they were just so um, innovative and a bit bit left field for me, and I and I I I, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, and um, I went. To, I went to see them a couple of times, and the last time I saw, I saw them live was I went to Nebworth uh, to see Oasis, uh, and the Prodigy came on uh, just I think just before Oasis, and I, did, I wasn't bothered about seeing Oasis after that. They were absolutely amazing. They, you know, they just smashed it out of the park. They're just so in with the crowd, and um, the, the breathe the breathe thing was just um, was was mostly a, a cult neat thing that. When, when it came out, they started playing it in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> and me and Daz Claxton uh, really loved it. So we would make a point of jumping up and down. But the DJ hated it because it, it would it would it would reverberate on on the on his decks. Uh, and uh, there, was, there was a few times where he, he threatened to have us kicked out because we, we would make a point of making a real uh, big deal about it. But yeah, it's 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 just. It's just a fantastic out there out there tune, but also if you've seen the video as well, yeah. uh, I was I was always been a massive fan of Keith, Keith Flint anyway, uh, yeah. but but the whole the whole lot of them even even um, even I can't even remember the guy's name who just dances on there. He's like he's like the best of uh, of uh, of the prodigy. Uh, even even him, there's just something about them, something a bit different, and and and, and breathe itself just there. I think it's a tremendous track. It's, it's a bit left field, but it's but it's it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's something it's something that pumps you up, mate. And I, it's just a, I thought I thought it was a fantastic tune. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask because there's people watching. I'm gonna ask if anybody knows who that is. I think I know the name of the guy because there was two. So in Prodigy, you had Liam Howlett, who kind of mastermind did yeah. all the writing of the tunes. You had Keith yeah, you got Maxime. Maxime is is yeah the guy uh, that and, had and, like snake eyes, didn't he? Yeah, that's Maxine, and and the the guy who did dancing, he used to go out with um, Sarah. What's his name from Radio One? Who's from Bolton? Cops. For a while, yeah, she he, she used to go out with him. I don't know how long, but she used to go out with him. And I, I, for, for the moment, I can't remember. I'm sure someone can Google it and let, and let me know. But, it, he, but is, he, his name, is his name Leroy? It's something like that. I don't think it's Leroy, like but it's that. something like that. Yeah, yeah, I I, rem I remember seeing I remember seeing them at tea in the park, and I and and it was, 
it was, I remember them coming on and people saying they shouldn't have been on at the time because they were on before it got dark. Now, you'll have seen them at Nebworth with all the lights down. It'll have been late. Um, I'm, well, no, no, I'm, no, 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 no. It wasn't pink. It was in the day. It, it was still was it? light. So, yeah, so I, I never got to see them in, in what I should have seen them then. But I had, I did see them live before that in the dark. But no, they, they were on before Oasis. And when Oasis come on, it, it was still a little bit light. Before, yeah. before before it went down. So, no, I, I saw them. That, and I think the bootleg Beatles were on that day and also Ocean Colour scene as well. Yeah. Oh, Who were man. magnificent, by the way. Ocean Colour scene, what a great band. Yeah. You know, they, they always they always remind me of Nita Zed. Always. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Always. And all of the boozers in that, like crawl that, that would uh, that would be undertaken. I was going to say like on a Friday and Saturday night, but it didn't really matter what night you were out. Um, but I always remember that, I, and I, I think probably because theme tune to um, TFI Friday, wasn't it? And it was it was always yeah. on. It, you would you would have that theme tune on. You would have musical guests on, and then it would be out into Norwich. Yeah, the, the yeah. Riverboat song. Yeah, that that was the one they used, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were a good band. They were a good. Yeah, band. they were cracking. Mate, I saw them in Crew. They, they, they did the Crew um, Crew Academy probably about ten years ago. You know when they when they lost all their uh, being famous and, and then yeah. just started again. And they, but they were they were still brilliant, mate. They were, they were still professional. They were but they were, they were fantastic live. Great band. Yeah. What do you what do you remember most about uh, about those days? Neat. What the neat is the neat is our days. What's kind of like? Is it, do you have like a standout moment? Because I, I I know for me it's it was it's kind of a bit of a blur. <laughs> I think Pat Pat Penn made a song up at one point about um, about what we used to do in the week. He'd, he'd say something. He'd, he'd sing something like Monday neat going down the town, Tuesday neat going down the town, Wednesday neat going down the town, Thursday neat bop. Friday neat going to town, Saturday neat going to town, Sunday, <laughs> and that's how we finish it. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, that's pretty much what we did. Um, spent spent a lot of time in, in Norwich, obviously. Um, Ritzies, Ritzies, Ritzies were belter. Um, used to get in there and drink Green Monsters. Remember Green Monsters, Pinky? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so if you if you if you're drunk enough Green Monsters, there's a very good chance that you were getting kicked out that night by the bouncers. Now, there's there was two exits of uh, of Ritzies. Now, if you were lucky, they throw you down the stone steps. If you're unlucky, they'd open open the uh, outside uh, fire exit with your head and then give you a shoeing in the alleyway. What <laughs> 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 ever happened to you, Andy? Uh, I'll, I'll say I, I, I was uh, I, I was there a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm, I'm right. At least that was all I, I expect. Uh, I I remember. Uh, do you know what I remember about Ritzies? They had a sofa that was like a big set of red lips, didn't they? Do you remember them? No, I don't, mate. But I don't remember a lot about Ritzies, if I'm honest, Pinky. <laughs> and 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 one person always stands out in my mind as well when I think of Ritzies as well. It's another friend of yours. I've not I've not spoken to him in ages, but I, but a very, very good a very good guy. Always think of Mr. Wayne Fairclough when I think of Ritzies. Oh yeah. Yeah he's a cracky but I'm, I'm still in contact with Wayne. I see him quite often. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's a policeman in Lincoln now. Is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's doing well right. for himself, mate. Yeah. There we go. There we go. We've got a few other people on tonight as well. Should we see? Uh, do you want to? You want to say hello to um, some of the people we've got tuned in? Uh, yeah. Bob's on. Uh, hey, Bob. Long time no see, son. Um, Bob. Bob's just telling us there. Um, can you see the comments, Andy? Mm, uh, I've just seen Bernie is is on Mastermind from Paul. Yeah, That's all I can see. Yeah, yeah. We're not we're not going to get we're not going to get Bernie on. She's on Mastermind. Mister Barlow's in the house. Good evening. Yeah, uh, Paddy, top man. Um, uh, there you go. Look, speak of the devil, and it, and he will and he will pop up. Mo's Mo's. Smack my He says now that is possibly the best music video ever. Um. <laughs> That's a, that is a that's a yeah. I think that was quite controversial at the time. Wasn't very it? very controversial, wasn't it? Yeah. In fact, yes, in fact, if they if, if they made it now, I don't think it'd get out. No, I don't. I don't. No chance. Oh, there you go, Delta Mike, Leroy Thornhill. Thornhill, that's it. That's that's a lad. Yeah. There you go. Well done, David Lodge. Yeah. There we are. You were you were right. You were right then, mate. Is Leroy? Yeah. Smashing! There we go. Right, let, well, let's 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 move on. Right, we'll move on to the next song. Um, but we might not. Um, I, I, I do want to ask you some questions. It, we might hop. We may. We might. We're going to hop about tonight. So Mate, it I, doesn't matter, does it? No. Nah. Let's face it. Let's just do what we need to do. It's good. No. Well, the, the next song that you've got on is by the Jam. Oh mate! Well, we're naturally going back anyway, so that's cool. So you've got start. Yeah. What's the story with the, um, what's the, story with the jam? I'm well, guessing with the time. Look, I, I, I picked start because um, when I, when I was at school, um, I, I, I was pretty much just towards the end of, of the mod era. Yeah. Uh, so I mean. The, the the jam were early eighties, but I, I I think I picked them up about eighty, probably about eighty three. So I, I was about three years behind, and it was at the time when um, I don't know if, if you remember, there's a place called Shelly Shoes, and they they used to make make the shoes that the jam wore. Like they, they had the Gibsons, which were the black and white ones, and they had the Jam Stage shoes, which were the, the the red, white, and blue ones, and they also had the bowling shoes. Which you could have chisel toe or round toe, and then you, you could you could have different colours, and it really appealed to me. And the, the fishtail parkers and the, um, the, the the cycling jerseys, and you know all that kind of stay press trousers and all that kind of stuff. And it it, it just um, it, it got to me. And um, there's, a, there's a, it's still here now. It's in the village that I live in. Now. It's called the Civic Centre. So I used to, we used to get there, and when the jam came on, all local mods used to get up and do the pogo and bits and bobs and. Um, it was my first real introduction to Paul Weller, uh, who's, who's one of my musical heroes. And um, I, th I think think starts if you, if you listen to the words uh, and you, you listen to to the beat, and that it's just um, it's, it's it's a crack, cracking bit of music, and um, what probably one of my favourite jam songs as it goes. So do you think at that like listening to that, it sort of helped kind of. Like mould a, like the direction of your taste that it kind of went in from there on in, or just... yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, th I think 
from then on, I would always like it, and I would always like the mod era. So I, I would I would backtrack as well. I mean, so you look at like the likes of the Who, as well. Yeah. I, mean, I absolutely love the Who, and my son my son absolutely loves the Who as well, which I'm so proud of because I, I want him, I want him I want him to be as eclectic as I am in music. I mean, um, yeah, but it's always been weller for me. Uh, like through the style council and 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 in, and in his solo age as well, I just I just think he's a fantastic musician, and uh, he's just a very very clever man. Yeah, yeah. What was going What was going on in your life around that time when you when you kind of got into the jam? Well, I was still at school, and so um, getting bullied, which was mint. <laughs> I was very I was very small at school, so. Uh, and yeah. had a massive mouth on me, which which is, hasn't changed. But it was, it's it's very hard if you're very small with a massive gob to not get bullied and not get uh, smacked around. So um, yeah, but but I, don't don't get me wrong. I had a very happy childhood, but but school could be a bit hit and miss, especially um, when you're as outspoken as I what, am. Um, what happened with the what 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 happened with the bully and how severe did that get? Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty severe, but just from one person, uh, and he just, he just, he was in my year. Uh, he took a dislike to me, uh, and he just wouldn't let it go. And for, fortunately for me, um, I had some friends who were older than me who, who would keep him away from me. But I mean, obviously they couldn't be there all the time, so it'd be indiscriminate type of bullying of holding you down, spitting in your face, punching you, kicking you off your bike, that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, it was it, it wasn't very nice, and this, this this is probably something to do with how I became what I was with the, the way I am with people, the way I was with people, where um, being pretty much in everyone's face because I, I think I decided that um, after being bullied, it wasn't going to happen again. So being bullshit and mouthy and like I was, was was like, um, hopefully would keep people away because they think, if he's going to be like that, maybe there is something about him. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it'll keep him yeah. away. Obviously, it's not going to keep everyone away, but but if it made people think for a second, then that would, they would they would leave you alone. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. Take so, pre so, so, taking preventative measures. like uh, yeah, yeah, of course. And, 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 and it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty much done me in good stead, to be fair, because I don't think that, uh, I don't think through my life I've had, I've had anyone bully me or or take advantage of me again. I mean, the, the, <laughs> I'm not talk, not saying it's a moral of the story, but this guy, um, I saw him about five or six years ago uh, in a local pub with my brother. Uh, we were sat down talking, and he came over, and uh, he was he hadn't changed at all. He had not changed. He hadn't changed his outlook, and he thought he could leave, he could start where he left off. Uh, and that didn't work out for him very well. <laughs> I was just going to say, so did you have a conversation? But now my question is... And that's all it was, a conversation. There was no fist fight or anything. I pretty yeah. much said, look, we're not in fucking school now, mate. If you don't fuck off, I'm going to smack you in the mouth. And he went, and I've not seen him since. So, you know... I, I quite like that. <laughs> Will come as no surprise to. You. But, but he, he made mate, he made my life hell for two years. Mm. For, for right. two years, and, and and do you know what? When you when you're small, 
and you you can't do anything about it, and they're a lot stronger and bigger than you. Because I, I I I developed a lot later than a lot, a lot of kids, uh, and uh, there was nothing I could do about it unless my bigger mates were around. I just had to take it. Uh, so that was, you know, but I learned, I learned from that. Did that have uh, did that have anything to do? Um, you say that 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 was maybe responsible, you know. Um, for you being the way that you were, did it have anything to do with your decision to join the RAF? Uh, no, no. That my decision to join the RAF was was pure and simply because um, before I used to go to before I went to school uh, of a morning, I used to work in a place called Village Greens, which was a um, which was a, a greengrocer's basically, and I had a friend called Ian Wright, and we used to talk we, while we were doing things in the morning, sort of in the shop part and that. We used to talk about joining the RF as PTIs. She was very fit. Well, I was quite a fit at the time. And, um, but it was some, something we always, we always wanted to do. But um, So the, the RF was always pretty much in my mind. The, the PTI thing dropped off. But uh, I was I was always fairly determined to, to join the RF. So um, no, it's, not, it's nothing to do with getting away and escaping. It, 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 was, it was more to do with something that, um, that I'd, I'd set my mind on at the time. Right. Okay. So you joined up. Yeah. You did your you did your training. Yeah, West Rowton, yeah. <laughs> so that would be when was that? Was that was that sort was that eighty eight that you did? Eighty eight, yeah. Eighty eight, yeah. And how and how was how how did uh, how did that sort of uh, because you did you 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 did the same as me didn't you you, you kind of did you, you went through your training and then you went straight up to bucking right yeah so we were course two seven one so but we had some pretty decent lads on I mean, we had, Dave Pike um, just just going back a bit I'd met Dave Pike at Swinderby yeah neither neither of us knew we were going in the same trade and we were talking we were queuing up for the phone one day and we started talking there. Uh, and then it just came to pass that we, we were going to West Drayton and then P- Pikey was up, Pikey was on my course. And he's, he's also my best man at my wedding, which is quite a nice thing. But yeah, um, yeah. so me, me and Pikey and a few, a few others went to West Drayton. Uh, and it was, it, obviously, after Swinderby, anything's casual, isn't it? So West Drayton was actually quite a good laugh, right in London. You know, and you, you pretty much got away with a lot, a lot more than you did at Swinderby. Yeah, did you did you end up in um, did you end up doing the, uh, the the local police station lineup when you were at West Drayton? No, no, did no, I not? didn't. But no, but what I did do stupidly one night was obviously we'd been down to um, I, I can't remember. It was called the Six Bells, and it had a sports bar on the side of it. Right, so yeah. we'd been in there. Now, when I was younger, I always thought I was a really good drinker, but I wasn't. I was pathetic. So I was always pissed before everyone else, but I but I always thought I could drink. Anyway, so I, we'd only had about four pints, and we, we were going back, and it was, it was early doors. So there was about seven or eight of us, and I said, "Tell you what, give me all your ID cards, and when we get to the gate, I'll show them all in a wanna." So we got there, and this MOD guard was there, and I went, "Look at my ward," <laughs> the old Harry Enfield thing. Anyway, as, as, as you can imagine, he didn't see any type of funny side of it uh, and I had to have a chat with Di Dempsey the next day about it. But, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it just made the stand there and had them all back. It just made me look a prick. And, and actually, I probably was, but it, it was, I thought it was funny at the time. It's one of them things where you think it's going to go really well and funny and then just you fall on your ass. Oh, Craig, I tell you what, 
mate, between the two of us, we had like a pound for every time we'd done that. We'd be very rich men. <laughs> very oh, there's, rich. No, there's no doubt. There's, there's no doubt, mate. There's, there's no, <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> Bad decisions are us. Bad decisions are us. We should have called ourselves thinking. I know. Tell me about it. So you made, <laughs> so you made, it, through, you made it through West Street. And any 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 kind of any standout moments? Uh, any more standout moments there? What from Drayton? Nah, mate. It's, it's a it's a blur from Drayton, and and you, you, you still. But but you're in training still, aren't you? So you you still as 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 lax as it was compared to Swinderby, You're still towing the line, aren't you? You don't get you don't get out of order in training because there's the yeah. backflight and all that kind of stuff they can do to you. So I, I just yeah. remember Di, I remember speaking to Di Dempsey one day and he just said, "Look, no matter where you put in, you're going to go to Buchan because that's where you need to go." <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was my option. I knew I was going regardless. <laughs> I love that. You're going there because. Hey, well, he just—he, I think he just thought Booker was a lot more character building than uh, than Nita's head. So he said, "I don't care what you put in for, we're sending you to Booker." Get up there. <laughs> get up. Get up there. Get right up there. Would you, do you think it's fair to say that that's that's when life kind of changed for a lot of people? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It's it's like you. I remember, I remember going up there on the train from because I'd, I'd come home uh, for I think you get a week's leave, don't you, or something like that, and then I had to get the train up to Aberdeen, and you got these sketchy uh, directions of how to get to what was Newton Farm Lodge at the time. But if you if you go and speak to the fucking coach bloke, he doesn't know where Newton Farm Lodge is. He's got no idea. So, so I've gone on with about ten bags over me. I'm about one foot tall. Hey, um, can we get to Newton Farm Lodge? Goes, where's Newton Farm Lodge? I'm like, for fuck's RF booking. Uh, anyway, anyway, for, for, fortunately for me, there was um, there's a lad who I think uh, what's his name, Steve Rowan or something like that. Scooter they used to call him. He just hey. happened to be, yeah, he just happened to be behind me uh, as I was getting. He, he happened to get my bags on, and he told the bloke where we need to go, and so I got off, and then he happened to get my bags up to the. Guard room where I when I got to NFL, so yeah, that was <laughs> quite daunting. It's it's funny funny how that happens. I I I remember exactly the same thing. I just remember getting on the bus, telling him where I was going, and then the bus driver shouting at me when he stopped, um, and just shouting RAF bucking, and that was it. And when I was like, "Where is it?" and he was just like, "This is your stop." <laughs> this, like, this part, this farm here. Walk up <laughs> that track up there. Turn yeah. left. Turn left again. You'll see the barrier. Get yourself in. Yeah, madness. Yes, indeed. So, RAF bucking years. How long did you spend there? Oh, mate, I've been there twice. So, the first time I wasn't there very long. I was there from eighty-eight. Uh, was it back end of eighty-nine? I, I left December eighty-nine because I got posted to Ash. So it was, it was right. quite a short, quite a short stay to be honest. But um, in in that in that. Uh, Eighteen month period was was quite funny. <laughs> George Walker, George, George Walker, the policeman will uh, will, will tell you all about that. <laughs> oh, he absolutely loved me, Pinky. I was his that number name, one mate. That is a name I am uh, very very familiar with. <laughs> oh, mate. So George Walker took an instant dislike to me, and 
I, I can understand that. You've got a five foot eight gobshite who does not does not know when to show up, and he just hated he hated me, and I, and I get it, I get it, a hundred percent. But yeah, it's, <laughs> so the, the the day that I fell out with George Walker properly was uh, me and I don't know if you met a bloke called Lee Walker. He was good mates with me when when I first got there. You know Lee, yeah. So so we'd gone out on a not a full day session, but a mini day session, came back probably about two o'clock in the afternoon and we were singing. But we thought, because you lose all, all time or what day is, because you work two days, two nights, four off, we thought it was the weekend, but it wasn't. So we walked, we walked past the CO's office singing. And so the CO's looked out and gone, right, RF please go and fucking have a word with them. So Lee's gone back to his, anyway, George Walker's knocking on the door. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just telling him to fuck off, basically. And he goes, <laughs> He goes, no, no, you need to open this door now. I went, no, George, fuck off. I'm going to bed. Anyway, I opened it and he arrested me and I was the first person to get uh, put in the new bottom cells just so they built them. <laughs> but, but, but the funny thing was, I was still arguing then and I kicked the cell door at him and it knocked him over. <laughs> what, you kicked it open? <laughs> no, no, no. As, as he put me in there, as he walked out, I kicked the cell door at him and it knocked him over. <laughs> right. So, so we went, right, that's assault on that charge. Anyway, so um, <laughs> so, so we went to my flight commander. Um, and do you remember Nick Moon? Yes. Right, so Nick Moon was one of my calls at the time, and he'd seen me earlier on. So he stood there and said that I wasn't drunk, and he could categorically say I wasn't drunk, and that George Walker was just being an officious prick. Anyway, he, dro- he dropped the charge. So that night, I got leathered, I was in the in in Granada, G, and George yeah. Walker was in there. So the, you know, it, it, it's it fully thinking night. about. Yeah, the same night, I had my charge had been dropped. We were out, pissed, and George Walker was in. There. Now, it's thinking about it now. It's not something I would do now. But I went straight up to him and I went, "Hey, George, here, but I got dropped. Fucking wanker! <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that?" Because it just made eighteen. 19? An idiot. Yeah, but I mean, all I was doing was antagonising the bloke who just he just followed me around for the the rest. Well, unfortunately, I wasn't there for that much longer. But he just he just followed me around. I mean, honestly, he he just he watched me all the time. He hated me, and I don't blame him. <laughs> so, in actual fact, what I'm what I'm kind of hearing here is is that um, that George Walker's dislike for Scopies started with you. I don't know if it started with me, but he certainly didn't like us. You know, you know. Obviously, I, I was in Gannett Block. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the girls were in. Was it Flamingo Block? The girls were in. No, I was in Flamingo Block. Oh no, Flamingo Block was. Uh, what were the girls in then? The girls were in. Um, uh, was it Swallow and Sparrow? Possibly. I, I, do remember, I do remember that they were in a in a block called Swallow, which I just thought was was great. Was great. That might be it then. Uh, uh, and it followed them. It followed them around because the WAF block <laughs> cult was salmon, wasn't it? If this doesn't provoke some ladies to come on, I don't know what will. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but I don't mean any offence, but, but I mean, it, there must have been some of a sense of humour that was making them, it was, it was not, not making the names up, or actually allocating the people inside of them. It's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. Gary, Gary Barlow is correcting us. He's saying that the names of the 
blocks were swallow and spit. spit. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh dear, my good lady wife doesn't look like she's too impressed. Um, Sorry, Karen. Yeah, oh look, we better apologise. Boss is in. I can't do that because it was funny. Vicky's just Vicky. Vicky's saying blokes must have named the blocks. Oh, Vicky Franklin said that, didn't she? Yeah, mate. I've got some belters about Vicky and uh, Jan Barlow. They were absolutely fucking vile with us. But it makes me laugh. I spoke to her about it. She she won't mind me telling you. But uh, oh my god! Uh, No, just Aaron Aaron Jan Barlow. They were evil. Evil with us LACs, mate. Honestly, you couldn't move. They just they made a just, honestly you were scared to death of them and, and you know why. I remember I remember one time I was I, I got signed up on Jorsk as an LAC, right, by Carolyn Oakley, and she forgot to sign me training file. So the next day I went in, I was on Jorsk, um Jan Barlow came in and said, What are you doing on here? LACs don't do fucking Jorsk. I went, but I am signed up call, I'm signed up call. She, she fucking stormed off. Check my training record, right? And Carolyn Oakley hadn't signed it. She come in and fuck up me by me and drag me off Jaws and we put the headset on. I'm trying to take it off, pull me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there, there were, there were a few. Uh, there were a few. I did, were. I did love you, Vicky. Absolutely, you were hilarious, both of you. Oh, yeah. Yes, me too. And she knows that because I've told her over and over. Why don't you Harsh. come on the podcast, Vicky? She should do. Harsh but fair. Vicky Flankenbaum. Brilliant. Yes. Some good memories. Indeed. Indeed. Should we go on to your next song? I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, please. Go on to your next song yet, <laughs> but we will. Is it, <laughs> is it brass? Is it brass? So, well, do you know what? One of the questions, you don't have Bross on the list, but one of the questions that Mr. Large said to me, you've got to ask him. In fact, he didn't even say you've got to ask him. He just said, if Bross isn't on Andy's list, then it's not the real Andy Holmes. Right. Okay. So the, the reason I didn't put Bross on there, Paddy Barlow would be human as well, because I'd driving mad about Bross. Look, just before I joined the Air Force, uh, Bross came out Um and I'm going to be brutally honest with you, I quite liked him. And I thought, it's your guilty pleasure at that time. They were good-looking lads. They were pulling loads of girls. I was thinking, yeah, brilliant. I'll get some gross bottle tops in my shoes as well. Let's see how this goes. And, you know, they were, they were all harmless, pretty pretty boys. And you thought, you know what, they're making a bit of money. And the, the, the music was harmless. And <laughs> me and Lee Walker actually went to see them. <laughs> <laughs> So I was with you right up to the point where you went, I went to see them. <laughs> no, we did. We went to see them, mate. It's the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. Seriously. Oh, mate, brilliant. If you, if you, mate, bear in mind, I, was, I think it was probably about 18 or 19 at the time, I had spiky blonde hair, I wore girls bottle tops in my shoes uh, and all the bros gear. How do you think that went with all the girls that were in there, mate? I'm, I'm <laughs> it's amazing. I'm, I'll bet you I bet you loved it. I bet you didn't leave it. Oh mate, mate, hundred percent. It's absolutely fantastic. Look, the music music wise, when when you asked me to give you um music that um that I remember things by, then that's what I've given you. But I can't deny that I I did have a I still have got a soft spot for Bros. Take it or leave it. I don't mind, mate. Mate, can you see what can you see what Karen's written? She said. <laughs> Mr. Pinkster loved Bros too. <laughs> I'm sure he did. 
If he had blonde hair, he'd have the same hair as Matt Goss now. Look at the clip of him. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the only thing, was that my hair was so dark, it was like, you know, the closest I was that was that like that Scottish flipping drummer that was look, that just looked miserable all the time. He wasn't that okay. great. Yeah. I think the, the, the thing about music is, Pigs, and, and that speaks to you about, about being eclectic with music, there's, there's not much that really offends me. And, and if I like it, I like it. And if people don't like the fact that I like it, then that's yeah. more their issue than mine, to be honest. We've all got a guilty pleasure. I like Justin Timberlake, for Christ's sake. I think he's brilliant. I've been to see him. Have you? Yeah, me and, me and Emma went to see him in Manchester. I'll tell you what, regardless of what you think of him, he's absolutely magnificent live. Right, and I'll bet he puts on a show. Uh, unbelievable, mate. He's fantastic. Seriously. There's, there's all sorts of stuff that people will pull the face about that I say I like. But then again, there's, there's, there's other stuff that I love. Everyone will go, yeah, that's, that, that's brilliant. But of course, that's, that's going to be the case. Right. I just don't like Mumford and Sons. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of them myself. What, what are they all about? I've no idea what they're about. Honestly, they're, they're like they're like meh. What's the point? And <laughs> there's no point in Mumford and Sons. Seriously, go away. You're rubbish. It just, it, for me, it just kind of like it just kind of goes. It doesn't really do anything. But it's it's that inoffensive. It offends me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you get that, I definitely know that makes sense of that. But yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Okay, let's yeah. let's go on, let's go on to the next one because, um, I, I I I as I said to you just before we came on, I had to think about this one a little bit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it, see if I can find it. So it's it's actually it's a it's more of a dancey song from the nineties oh, called it definitely is, yeah yeah Take Me Away by True Faith True Faith. Yeah, it's an absolute tune, mate. It's um, I, I I do love love dance music, and I, I heard this um, when I was at Ash. We, we, I went to there's, there's a couple of clubs down there, and uh, this came on one night. I never heard it before. I was like, "This is a, this is a really really good tune," but I never heard it again, and it stuck it stuck in my mind. And it's one of the you know it's it's not it's it's, it's well before the days of Spotify and Google and the internet, anything like that, if you heard something, if no one else knew what you're talking about, there's a very good chance you would leave that song forever because you'd never find it again, especially if it was something eclectic or something that had come off a, off a white label or something like that. So it, 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 it sort, sort of hit me, and I'm like, Christ, I need to hear that again. Anyway, look, luckily, um, I was meant to go to, um, I was meant to go to Benitzi's with Pikey uh, and uh, Taff Bennett, uh, and I didn't have enough money, so they went. Um, and then I think I won 500 quid on the RF lottery, something like that. So I just put flights and knocked out. They, they didn't even know what was coming. And all, all I had, all I had on, on, on this bit of paper was it was called the Velastos Apartments. I'll never, never forget it. The Velastos Apartments, Benitzis. So I flew with Dan Air, cheap as shit, landed there, got a taxi to Benitzis with my suitcase and a bag. Walking down the road, this is the luckiest bit you'll ever make. I bumped into their rep. <laughs> Could have been anywhere. Oh, excuse me, love. Do you know the, uh, the, the last response? You know, yeah, well, I'm the rep for that. It's just down there. It's just everywhere it was. And I turned up. They didn't even know I was coming. Turned up with my bags and stayed there for a week on their sofa. Anyway, but I digress. But the first night we're out, 
Take Me Away came on, True Faith. So I went to see the DJ and found out what it was, and that's how I know what it was, and, and that's how I got hold of it. Right. So it reminds you of that holiday. It reminds me. It reminds me of that holiday, but all all that 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 period of the uh, the the early nineties. Because once I found out what it was, I went and got it, and you know I used to play it quite a bit. It's it's, it's, it's an absolute tune if you like dance music, especially yeah. the old school type of stuff. Then yeah, yeah. I've I've noticed uh, recently a lot of uh, a lot of dance music, and I've not listened to a lot of dance music as as I've got older, but I'd put on a like a. A dance podcast or something. It was a, like a, I think it was Apple uh, Beats, and a lot of the dance music that I, I seem to I've heard. I think a lot of what's out now it, it seems to remind me of of the early nineties. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that it's like got real, um, a lot of piano beats in it. It's got a lot of kind of a lot of piano music kind of coming through it. And, uh, yeah, and they, think, they seem to be regressing back to, to how they started in the first place. There's a lot of that toddler tea and another, another artist. And they're, they're doing that kind of stuff. They're going back to how it started. Yeah. So what? what so what? Um, what can you tell me of that holiday? Or is that detachment rules? No, 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 mate. I can't remember a lot about it. What, what I do, what I do remember is me and Taft Bennett uh, didn't want to sunbathe all day. They were like that pikey and. I can't remember, John Hughes, uh, I can't remember the other lad who was with us, um, he wasn't from Booking, but the, the lads who from somewhere else, he's already up, I just can't remember his name, so they were lying on, so me, me and Sam Bennett were in all the bars watching reruns of Only Fools and Horses getting pissed, so, but, <laughs> which is ridiculous, I couldn't drink anyway, so you can imagine the state of me, and, and that's, that's drinking in a day, and then we'd go something to eat and we'd be out, so I'd be like coming back at half ten, smashed. <laughs> that's how it was so did, did you say that you that you'd just got a flight out there just yeah they, yeah all and just went and slept on the sofa well, I, I, yeah well i was meant to go with them originally but um when it came to booking it i just didn't have the cash at the time i was obviously pissing up the wall and then yeah. then they were out they were, they were they'd been out there nearly a week and i came in with a bit of cash so i just bought flight only and didn't tell them i was coming and just thought i'll find them yeah. That could that could have gone really wrong. <laughs> that was just really lucky. Brilliant, I love it. So you, so you, so you actually, you did like a, a year, a year at Bucking, and then uh, you just 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 over a year at Bucking. Then I went to Ash. Yeah, and then you went to Ash. Mm. Now I think that uh, the, my recollection is, although we were we were stationed at Nita Z at, at the same time, I think Ash is where I think I met you f for the first time. Um, did was, you come? Did you come on your conversion course down there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. You were, you were down there. I think I was on one of the first courses. I was on like course number four or something yeah. like that. Um, and I remember coming down there, doing the whole, um, you know, getting the getting the uh, the lay of the land from you guys. Right, you'll be wanting to go over and do a trip over to France. You'll be wanting to do this. You'll be wanting to have a night out down in Ramsgate, a night out in Margate. You'll be wanting to do this, that, and the other. Um. Yeah, that's that's where I remember. So, how long did you have it um, at Ash then in total? Uh, I think I was there for about three years. I think, right? Yeah, about about about, about three years. Mate, honestly, it, it's it's got some of the biggest highs of of my life, and and probably some of the biggest lows as well. It's just, and again, you know, we we, we talk about some of the things we do, but every single thing that I was in the shit for was alcohol related. Every single one. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Uh, and, and I remember you speaking to Pat Penn about how, um, how uh, alcohol uh, ch- changes you and, and how you, you know, sometimes you're feeling, if you're feeling bad about yourself, you, you have a few drinks that make yourself feel better. Yeah. Uh, or if you're a bit down on that, it's, it's, it's like, it's, you know, you, you rely, and then, but then you get to rely on it. So when you are feeling down, the only thing is to just keep going, going drinking. And I, and I don't blame anyone for it, but, but I, I do think that the, the drinking culture in the forces is, is, you know, it's, it's so well promoted and, and, and um, you know, it's, it's a positive if you, if you go out on a day, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> This yeah. is what we do. We got we got on a full day on on our days off. On our four days off, we go and do at least two day sessions, and yeah. um, especially especially for someone who, who, who at the time, although I didn't maybe not see me, I was very naive and um, I, I, I had a really really shit relationship with alcohol because it, it's a, it's a great it's a great thing in moderation, but you know. We never did it in moderation. We always went over the top, and you can guarantee every single time, or yeah. at least at least ninety percent of the time, you're in the shit over. You've done something because you, you didn't know when to stop, and then obviously you had no boundaries at all. Yeah. Was, uh, so you can you can understand how people got into trouble. I mean, I was I was very lucky. I did get into trouble quite a bit actually, but I mean, I came out the other side. Some some people didn't. Yeah, yeah, and and it's. You know, we, we, we've kind of we've we've kind of spoken about it on some of the, like the Zoom catch ups that we've done as well. It's like you know, th- there's there's some t- real tragic stories. Um, yeah. You know, people that we know and people that are not with us any longer. People that have just, yeah. you know, um, and it's and it's and it's sad. But y- y- you're right. It was like at the at the time and at, at that age, um, it was kind of booze was the answer to to everything. I've yeah, got four days. Could- Four days off. Um, oh, let's go and have an all there. Um, I've had a, I've had a, I've had a shit week. Let's go and get pissed. I've broken yeah. up. You think you think you're, uh, you think you're indestructible as well, thinking you? you think yeah. you're indestructible and nothing's going to affect you. But unfortunately, that that's just a facade. That's 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 the beer talking. That yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, hasn't, it hasn't really helped me. It didn't really help me. I mean, we, we spoke about it, so I don't mind anyone knowing this. I've I've recently been diagnosed as having ADHD. And I, fa- I found that out because we noticed traits in my son, we noticed traits for me. Now, um, what what ADHD is, is about dopamine and getting enough dopamine in your brain, which is why your mind works differently to other people. Now, that, that, that means if you don't get enough dopamine, you don't feel very good about yourself. And to get dopamine, you have to do things. So, like, for instance, people might say I'm rude because I talk over it. It's not because I'm being rude. It's because I have to say it at that moment. It's not. It's not me being rude, it's, it's, and uh, it's, it's little things like this that I've only just realised through my life <clears throat> why why things have been what how they've been. Yeah. And I've only learned that from my son because we've noticed, and, and he's, he's ADHD and he's, he's he's getting the right stuff. But obviously, when I was at school, there's no such thing as ADHD. There's no such thing as mental health. Really, it's just they were they were naughty boys. I mean, I did pretty well at school considering, but I, I spoke to my specialist and she said there have been. Um, Specialists who knew about ADHD at the time have done so much better because they've got things in place. So, um, so some, some of the things that I've done, I'm not saying I'm that's not my fault, but what I'm saying is there, there is reasons why I've done things, like especially if people think I'm being rude or when I see 
more excited than anyone else that, or I need to go and do something or I need to drink alcohol to make myself feel better. It's this getting this dopamine into my brain. So if I don't, that's why I feel down. Yeah. It seems a, seems a, a very good time. I've got, I had it written a question down here and it's, it's probably, it may be this, it might be something else. I was gonna, I'm going to ask what your biggest challenge has been uh, in the last year and how you've overcome it. In the last year? Um, yeah. I think the, the biggest challenge has been homeschooling, if I'm honest. I think it's been, but, it's, very, it's very hard with, with, with a boy who's got ADHD to try and sit him down to curriculum. When we're not teachers, we're not trained teachers and they, they send you stuff that you've got to do and don't get me wrong, his, his school's been brilliant. They've been doing Zoom calls and that, but trying to set something down for an ADHD boy because you can't force them to do anything. And when he's had enough, he's had enough. So yeah. what do you do? Do you, do you force him to do it? Or do you try and force him to do it or just let him go? So we, we, me and Emma have spoke about this a couple of times and, you know, we, we didn't fail at it. But it, it, was, it was very, very, very hard to try and, uh, get him to do what we thought he needed to do. So we just we, we, we made we made cuts where we could and made sure that he did the bit, you know, the English and maths bit. But anything that was ancillary to that, we just we just left it because actually he's only eight years old, and if he, he's gonna, he's going to learn this sooner or later. If he gets the basics, everything else, and he's a he's a he's a clever lad as well. So you know, but that that's challenging, mate. It hasn't been nice. It's not been nice being cooped up. Uh, just the three of us, as much as it was in the first couple of months of uh, lockdown, you know, mm. everyone everyone needs their own space and needs to see other people. I mean, I was going upstairs for an hour on my own and we were just getting sick of each other. So, yeah, I think that's probably been the but – Evan, but Evan's definitely been the uh, the biggest challenge of this year, mate, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's – but you're right you know you'd spend you maybe go and spend we we found this as well and it's it's you know i was giving you the tour of uh high g's here um you know which is which is as people know it's just my loft um and it's been it's been great to, to come up and I, and I say escape but the, the reality is i don't think that we mean that do we when we say escape it's just that you know before all of this lockdown, we had time on our own. We had time to ourselves. Yeah. It's just that we've had to have that time to ourselves in a, in the same house as, you know, two, three, you know, four and sometimes more people um, because nobody's going anywhere. So, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, very, very challenging. Um, good to kind of get that space on your own as well. But I'll bet, I'll bet you've learned a lot about yourself and your family in that time as well. So, I was going to. Yeah, sorry, go. On. go on. No, I was going to. I was just going to ask you. Um, you know, in in the in the time that you've kind of spent, my eyes have been um, have been opened. I've I've kind of got a brand new appreciation, not only for my good lady wife, but even my uh, you know both my daughters, one of whom that's with us and one who's not. I was going to. What I was going to ask you was, in what ways do your family inspire you? Well, my, my son inspires me uh, b because of being ADHD and, and me now realising uh, uh, what, what he's having what to go through to, to, to I, don't, I don't want to say normal, but, but to, to, to function at school with, with, without losing his shit. It's, it's, you know, he's, 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 his sensory perception is so completely different to all these other kids. Um, so... He inspires me the fact that if he's dealing with it, I certainly can. 
Uh, well, I, well, I have done, to be fair. And I think, I think it's the structure, the structure of the RAF, which, which is what, probably why it was never picked out with me because the structure's good for ADHD people. But, but, yeah. also, um, but also my wife as well. I mean, she, she's put up with two ADHD people in the house. I mean, that must have drove her absolutely insane. Can you imagine that? I know. Where? Well, I mean, the, what, the first, the first two, the first two weeks of lockdown, I just got shit faced every single night, thinking it was a holiday, until she she kindly reminded me that we had a son to homeschool and there's things to do in the house. They're, they're very, <laughs> and, and, we're very, and, very, and, very like that, and we're very lucky men, right? Yeah, we are absolutely, and uh, that changed my perception, and that's when I started training, and uh, I was training four or five times a week then, and that's. Yeah, she's 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 good at persuading me to do things so <laughs> in her own wild way. Yeah, so I was, I was going to say about that. So you're saying like you got shit faced for two weeks. You kind of um, had a bit of a um, a bit of a shake <laughs> um, from the from the the person that does it best. Yeah, um, of course, the boss, it, the boss, um, and uh, and so you've got this. You, you, you know yourself that that you've uh, been diagnosed with ADHD. We've yeah, recently, yeah. got onto that through the booze as well. So how's that changed your relationship with booze since then to now? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Pinky. Um, it's, it's, never, it's never ideal because yeah. it's it, it, as, as much as uh, I don't go and do day sessions or I, do, I don't do three or four, five days on the trot, that there, there are still times now when... Um, I get one on, if you know what I mean, shed on. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll come home from work. It's my last day in work. I've got a few days off. And that night, a bit of excess goes on. And, and that's, yeah. that, that's how it is. How do you, how do you, how do you cope with that? And how do you cope with it? Well, not with that, right? Because I loved your comment earlier on about, I used to think I was a big drinker. I wasn't. <laughs> that was that my was <laughs> so you have a when you have you know when you have more than a few now how does that affect you and how does that affect you in like the the day after or the or a couple of days after how does that oh i'm i'm, I'm miles better now than i was 18 put it that way look it's not four sides thank you very much good night but um what what i did do was when when, when lockdown came and i started training i didn't stop drinking in, in, in as much as I, I would still have a few beers at night time, but what, what, what I did do was if I felt bad in the morning, I would force myself out of bed and go train and go and train anyway, as much as you don't want to do it. Because you, you know how great you feel when you exercise, you know, you know, um, yeah. and, and, and that, that's all, that's always been the case. I mean, you could, you could go the opposite way, say, I can't be arsed, lie in bed till half 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Get, go and get yourself a bacon and egg sandwich and piss around all day and then start again. But that's not how, how I did it. So as I said to Emma, I don't see the point or the fun in doing all this training but not being allowed to have a drink. I mean, what's, what's the point in that? But, but there is ways and means of, of doing both and having a happy medium as well. So Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna just on the on the training side of things there as well. I asked this one. I usually ask this last, but I'm going to ask you this now because we call this the JFDI podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's it's as great a time to to ask you how 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 you apply um uh, or if you apply a, a sort of 
and when uh, a, a JFDI approach to life? Well, I, I think I did it straight after the boss had a word with me. So that, that was it, wasn't it? So I, I then decided that um, I would be training at least four to five times a week. I would adjust my uh, my calorie intake and, and what, what I ate. Uh, for that week I'd have one day where I would treat myself I wouldn't stop drinking alcohol uh, but if I did feel bad I would go, still go and force myself to train and I think that's the way to do it you know you, you've got to have a, you've got to have a, you've got to have a little bit of a of a treat otherwise it's, it's, it's purposeless and you, you'll, you'll, you'll stop doing it in the end if there's nothing at the end of it but also when you start seeing the results that you do from your exercise and also you, you actually you actually don't feel as bad in the morning if you're exercising every day when you've had a few beers as well. Yeah. Yeah, just, just that's getting what that. I, that's what I found. Yeah, get, oh, absolutely. Just getting that sweat on. Um, yeah, 100%. Just, uh, it, it, it just changes. I mean, I, I've kind of got to the to the point of, I, I used to train periodically, but I, I kind of really, where I, when I can now, I try to do something every day. Um, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it has to be something. Yeah, yeah. It just makes it just makes such a difference. So here's what here's one for you. Before we do your last song, um, I've got a couple of questions. So looking looking back, because we've not even talked about like, sort of when you left yet. We'll come on to that in a sec. But looking back, what advice would you give to the young Andy about to join the RAF? What one bit of advice would you would you give to your younger self, looking back? Don't tackle the Bryce Norton winger on the sideline from the sidelines at the Binbrook Bomb when you're not playing. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> uh, so. When I got to Ash, I started getting into rugby. I started playing for Whitstable, uh, and I really got into rugby. So uh, a few of the lads at RF Manson and RF Ash, we put uh, RF Ash and RF Manson team together, and we went to the Binbrook Bomb. Um, we got knocked out in probably the first round because we were absolute shite. But um, there's bars and everything, so I got absolutely K-lied, and it was the I think it was the final against which is a sevens competition so it was a final against Bryce and Odium if I remember rightly and uh, the Odium I can't remember now the Odium of the Bryce winger was in on for a try and I tackled him from the sideline in my jeans uh, and stopped him scoring a try and they, they actually lost because the ref couldn't make a decision what to do about him. He obviously couldn't award him a try because some knobhead had jumped in and tackled him from the sideline. So then I had to go and hide for about an hour and a half in the toilets because both uh, this, I think, was, I can't remember if it was Bryce or Odium team were going to lynch me. I had to wait until they'd all gone and we got in the middle of someone home. That was interesting. <laughs> oh, I think he was. I think he was in the RF News actually, Pinky. My, my earphones have gone again. Have they? Yeah. <laughs> it made the, yeah, RF, I think it in the RF, yeah. RF News something about drunken idiot tackling someone or something. I can't remember. But yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, don't do that. It's not good oh, for you. Crikey. And 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 one more before we go on to your last song. I have it on good authority that 
during your RAF career, maybe when you were at Ash, that you actually wrote a song. Uh, we've got a comment here from Mr. Large. He said, Andy wrote a song about the Crispin Inn, traditional ales, fine wines, good food and coffee mornings. Do you remember no. any lyrics or do you want to no, sing us a no, few bars? No, I didn't write that. Jim Horn did. Oh, there you go, Jim, Dave. Jim Horn wrote it while I was with him. Oh, the bloody Crispin, oh, the Crispin. Across the road from the old Bell Hotel, traditional ales, fine wine, good food and coffee mornings. Oh, the bloody Crispin, we love you so. Yeah, I remember him doing it. It's Jim Horn, not me. Can't take the credit <laughs> for it, but I was there. <laughs> there you go. Um, Tommy, Tommy think... Payne lived there as well, was one of the lines. Tommy Payne lived there across the road from the old Fleur de Lise. Something like that. Yeah, it was Jim Hort, not me. <laughs> Have you heard from him in recent years? No. I think uh, I, I think he came on Facebook and I said hello to him once, but he didn't. He just said hello, but he didn't try and converse or anything. Yeah. There you go. Funny man. Yes, very, very, very funny. funny. Yes, indeed. So... All right. So when when did when did you tell me when when did you leave? What what are and, and kind of when did you leave? What what sort of you know what 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 point in your career had you got to? And um, you know what was happening? What was the kind of thinking? And then you know, potted potted tour of like then till now. So I'd amazingly got to the rank of sergeant, which no no one in the world could believe. Uh, and then I got thank you, thank you, sir. Uh, and then I, I got posted to Northwood in Middlesex, uh, and I was I was working in um, NATO Maritime Intelligence. Very nice. How scope he's got in there, I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> at the time, uh, that's when I met my wife, who, if anyone doesn't know, is Lucy Dolby Mackay Chetry's sister. Yes, I knew that. I think. Okay. Yes, so that, that's my life, Emma. So, I met I met her through Lucy and Raj at the time. But I, I'd known her a lot of years before that. But that's that's how I met, and that's when we got together when I was at Norfolk in two thousand and six. Right, two thousand and six or two thousand sixteen? Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yeah. So we got to, we got together then, and then obviously um, things started progressing. Um, we were going to get married, and I wanted to live near, near a home, so I, I put in for um, AFCO duties, and I, man I managed to get AFCO Coventry. Right. So I moved home then because I could. They, they 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 gave me a, a, a train pass, and I went to and fro from uh, from Coventry from home every single day, and then uh, it just came it came to a point where. Um. They, they, they said I was getting promoted to flight sergeant, but they wanted to post me to Bulmer. Right. And I said, well, I've only been in AFCO for like eight months. What, what a waste of training. Why don't, why don't you, as at the time, that there, there was an opening for flight sergeant area AFCO, which covered country, and they wouldn't give it to me. Yeah. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, and if you don't give me that, I said, I've never complained anything again. I'll just push the fucking button and I'm off. So, uh, me and Emma went to New York for our first wedding anniversary. Yeah. And when we were out there, I just said to her, look, I either stay on for the rest or I push it. And I think I'm just over 40 at the time, so I qualified for my pension. 
the shed's up to you. So fuck it, I'll push it. And that was it. Pushed was it that? when I went back. And that was it. Ciao. I was out in I was out in three months. But brilliant. Just like that. Yeah. Any 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 regrets? Yeah. Mate, there's there's always regrets, isn't there? I mean, I've I remember the day I gave my ID card back in at uh, where was I? Crab not Cranwell. Um Trying to think where the bloody place. Where's the Where's the aircraft museum near Birmingham? Cosford. Cosford. I had to get to Cosford. Yeah. I had to get to Cosford to have my uniform back in and my ID card. Uh, and I've never seen this from suppliers before because they usually don't give you anything. But when I give them a card and he knew I'd done twenty three and a half years, he said, "What do you want to keep?" And I said, "Can I keep my number ones? Uh, and can I keep well, Can I keep my Berry?" And can I keep my Gore-Tex? Yeah. You can have the rest back and you let me have it. I said, yeah, no problem. And then I went and gave me ID card in to admin and I drove out the gate. And that's when it hit me that mm. all that time, you know, from boy to man, it was gone and that was the end of it. And I was, it was quite upsetting to be honest. Yeah. It's like, yeah. there's no going back now. You've given it in. What are you going to do? Well, I actually yeah. knew what I was going to do, but it's, it's still like a, like an end of an era type of yeah type of session. Yeah, anyway, this what... is getting a bit depressing. Do you want me to tell you some of my funny stories, Pinky? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do. I do. No, it's true. It's true that things you know, and it, it took it took me a while to to get my head around that because I went and I was I went to be self employed after that as an electrician. Fucking hated it. Hated every minute of it. I was on my own, mate. Loads of money to be had, loads of work on. You're up in someone's loft, rewiring someone's loft on your own. What's the fucking fun in that? <laughs> no one to speak to. Boring as shit. You know, that, that wasn't for me, so... Didn't last. I'll go on to what I'm doing now a bit later on, but I'm just, I'm just going to talk to you about some of me notes. I've made some notes, Pinky. Go on. So, you've heard the uh, Bimbrook Bomb one, obviously. Yeah. There's a couple of other things. Manston Air Show. We used to do Manston Air Show from Ash. We used to help them do it. So we always look forward to that uh, because what, what they used to do was they, they'd give us the car parking duties. Now, car parking duties for that was taking money off people. Right. So what they, would, what they would give you is <laughs> one car parking pass, which was accountable for by cash. Yeah. But because you didn't know how many people were coming that car, all your people passes were free, pretty right. much. So if you had 10 people that come in a car, they'd pay for the parking, and you'd give them 10 tickets. So we clicked on quite easily, because we look after the car park, never give out the car parking tickets, take the 10 quid, yeah. and give them how many tickets because we were accountable. <laughs> so everyone was at it, uh, and everyone had about... 500 quid by the end of the day. <laughs> Can I get prosecuted for that now? Is this, I don't think so. This, am I accountable for that? I don't know. <laughs> and so and so when you went back, they were like, you've got all of these tickets to hand back. And yeah, well, you, had, you had to be clever. You didn't do it for all of them. You would like, yeah. you would like say, you know, three in accountable. Yeah, take your take your tenner, clear the capital, take your tenner, because there was thousands of people coming in. 
Uh, I I only I only ever did uh, I only ever did uh, um, I I remember doing Twickenham uh, when we were at Wickham, and there were lots of uh, I, my eyes were opened. There was lots of uh, lots of things going on. Um, there was help uh, around the bar at uh, um, at Twickenham when we were at uh, at strike, and uh, yeah, that seemed to pay well. Yeah. Uh, we haven't, we haven't talked about the Falklands, Pinky, have we? I'm going to say what else is on your list. You got any Falklands? Like, Falklands, it's not that funny, but uh, I, we went, I went to the Falklands in 94, uh, and it was at the same time that Pat Penn and Stu McCann went as well. I was I was at Byron with Davey Kinnaird, by the way. So right. we decided that, you know, you can go on R&R. Yeah. With me, Scars McCann and Pat, I decided we're doing our R&R at Kent's. Anyway, the OC of Kent knew us, and he said, "There's no fucking way I'm having Penn, Holmes, and McCann on the same side. We won't let us go. We won't let us go on different R and R's. I don't know why. Miserable side. Oh yes, indeed. You didn't do any. Uh, I, 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 it's recently come to my attention. Uh, somebody who will remain nameless, but you can have a guess who it might be, sent me a video of a of a cannon um, uh, at Kent. It was made out of like um, those in, you know, the, like the ba- I'm sure it was like the baked bean tins and they were all like stuck together and there was, and there was like the use of petrol fumes and it like fired like various pieces of food out of this cannon. Nah. Never heard of that? I, wasn't, I, was, I was never at Kent, mate. I was at Byron. Ah, right. Okay. I'm sure it was Kent. So, no, so they, you, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't let me go to Kent, would they? Because Pat and Billy McCann were there. So you never you never actually got to go? No, they didn't let us go. My, my, my R&R was at Byron. No, no, no. That's bollocks. I went to Alice. I went to <laughs> Alice with John Hughes. <laughs> oh, my dear. Right, let's do your last song. Because I think it might be your favourite. Massive it will attack. Be. Unfinished sympathy. Same one yeah. as Mister Penn. So what's yeah. what, what's what's your story? I mean, that it's it's a great great song. It's a great song. Always takes me right back. But is there is there is there something really special about it for you? Well, I was it was when I was down at Ash to be honest, and I just bought a new stereo from from a room, and uh, this lad. I can't even remember his name now. He lent me a CD, Blue Lines. He went, you need to listen to this. And I, I put it in and I heard, heard the first couple of tunes and then that and then that came on. And I was like, I need to listen to that again. And then I, I listened to it about three or four times. I like, that's absolutely unbelievable. And then I realised it was Shara Nelson who was, um, who, who, was, who was singing on it. And she's absolutely phenomenal anyway. Hmm. And she, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those live moments where... You, you hear something and go, do you know what? That is an absolute fucking tune. And and I don't know how I don't know many times I've listened to it now. It never, ever, ever gets old for me. Ever. Yeah. And I've done that with I've done that with music where I've, I've where I've listened to it that much, I am sick of it. I don't know I'll ever get sick of this tune ever. It's amazing. It's an amazing tune, it's an amazing video, and do you know what? It, they're an absolutely amazing band, massive time. Yeah, very under underrated, I think. Um, uh, 
Yeah, and and again, they're they're, they're kind of styles. They've they've done some quite uh, different, some fairly not not massively experimental, but within their, their genre, they've kind of done they've done quite a lot of really, um, you know, different stuff. Yeah, yeah. That they're they're, they're, they're they're what I would call eclectic. They're they you know they they, they do all things. They're, they're they're not just down one road. They're, they're very forward thinking about what they do as well. Oh, yeah, they're, they're it, an amazing band. Really the, like one, of, one of their one of their songs I put on um, on a, a collection, like a compilation I did for uh, our first daughter being born. Um, it was uh, Teardrop. Uh, another ah, true. Another one of their songs that's just absolutely, yeah, fantastic. absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So there we go. Four songs, a bit of a a bit of a a, a, a tour in the in the life of of Andy Holmes. Um. So what's what what's what, what's happening now? You 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 mentioned about the the um electrician malarkey wasn't for you. Yeah, yeah. I thought that off ages ago. Uh, um, so so I said. Obviously, I, I invested a bit of money in vans, uh, in a van and tools and all that. So I said I had enough to my missus. She said, well, that's fine, but you need to go and get another job. So I was looking around for ages. This is, I mean, this is about eight, eight and a half years ago now. It's a long time ago. And uh, Jet Jet 2 Airline uh, were uh, <clears throat> advertising for dispatchers. You know, 30 hours, temporary contract. So I thought, you know what, I'll go and do that for a while, see how I get on. And I got that. Uh, did that for seven months, got promoted to the station controller uh, position, which is pretty much running all the dispatch team. And about a year later, I got the Ram Junior Manager job, and that's what I'm doing now. And just like that. It's operations, mate, isn't it? It's, all you need to do is, un is understand the business that you're in. So that's what I did. I, I kept low, listened to everything, saw how it was run, because the the management of operations, we all very know, we all know very well how to do. It's just the actual yeah. operation itself, what you need to understand. Yeah, and that's standard it. Business, yeah. the standard, standard scopey business, isn't it, mate? How to, how to yeah. run operations, we do that. We've done that for all that many years. So yeah, right. and I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm back in. I was back in a team instead of being up in a frigging loft, rewiring right. someone's down lighters. <laughs> As, as interesting as it wasn't, Pinky. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah so yeah. I'm doing that and I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. We, we've just gone back now. Looks like we're going to be flying by about the 24th of June again and everything's hopefully going to get back to normal and things are going to start happening and people start going back on holiday again. So that will be great. Yeah. Brilliant. I've got, uh, we've got a couple of, uh, we've got a few more. There have been quite a few comments here. I'm not going to read them all out. Um but uh, a few more names that uh, that you might recognise that have uh, tuned in tonight. Um, Mike Pierce. Oh, uh, Piercey. Yeah, yeah. I remember Mike very well. I think uh, we, we got to booking about the same time, me and Mike, yeah. Uh, didn't didn't yeah. Mike get his... Didn't, didn't Mike have his... He had an, I think he had an XR4 i or something like that. And Because it was better than CO's car, they started kicking off. <laughs> I don't Is know. It, wasn't, wasn't there a rule once where you couldn't have a better car than the CO? And Mike Pierce had a better car than CEO, and it nearly all went Pete Tong. I might be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who else we got. Uh, we got uh, uh, Jugsy's on. Oh, Jugsy! Um, Still pirating Billy... videos, Jugsy. Good lad. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Billy's on as well. Uh, Billy Bill Clough. Oh, Billy! How's um, your golf, son? 
Nick Mouncey, who just said half pint Andy Holmes. That's nice. Oh, mate, mate, let me let me tell you about that one because he will love this. He done me like a kipper. So we went up to uh, we went up to Buchan on detachment from Neat when uh, we do that bolt all thing, and uh, we were going out one night. So we all went to the Roxley. We were drinking the Roxley, and they were getting the battle bus to take us into Peterhead. <clears throat> so. We're drinking, 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 and literally the bus was going to be there in about two minutes. So I said, just give me half, mate. Add off. Unfortunately, Robocop, Nick Mouncey, saw me <laughs> get off and start him. And a couple of them started singing, there's only one half pint Holmesy. But not just them, the locals started singing it as well and destroyed me. <laughs> He's an absolute... <laughs> No, it's funny. no, well, seriously, Mince, I'm joking. It was funny. He's uh, he's trying to he's trying to make up for it now. It's all gone off in the comments now. He's he's then he, come he's back. Absolutely and... correct in that last comment, by the way. Best FA ever. Um, correct. Jugsy said. Uh, Jugsy saying Dan Pierce is watching keeps popping up like a distant threat. <laughs> he's not he is a distant threat with that massive head. <laughs> I asked Dan to come on. Do you want? I'll give you. Give you. What? What do you think Dan said when I asked well, him to come on? on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Of course he did. He did. Of course um, he did. Uh, Gary Homewood's on. Uh, Gary Homewood. Yeah. Oh my God, Gary! Nice to see you, mate. Last time I saw you was in the G, probably about twenty years ago. Nice to see you, mate. Nice to see you still around, pal. Uh, Manchester, mate, is the question. Is the answer? Yeah, Andy, add another decade onto that. I think you're talking nearer 30 years. I went back. It might be might be might be 25. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Lots and lots of comments. Uh and a few more on there from all right, okay. Have we got time for one more? Yeah, let's Yeah, go on. So Mike Piers has asked, says, Does Spike remember when was the last time somebody called you Spike? Uh, not horse calls at me all the time, so probably last week. All right, okay. Uh, he's asked if you remember Alan Mackay throwing a pint over you in the NFL naffy. Alan Mackay, Alan Mackay, wasn't he a copper? Threw a pint over me, yeah, that's what he's saying. I don't, I, I don't remember that because it, it could have happened. I've probably had about one cider and can't remember. <laughs> there we go. Uh, lots of comments there. Uh, uh, Julie, um, uh, Rachel, Gunn, Archard, Harrison, Harrison. Um, uh, said uh, hello as well. She's Yeah, she's put Nick in his place, said stop kissing his bottom, Nick. Um, You're uh, right, though. And uh, finally... What a great place to end a wonderful chat tonight with a comment from Mr. Large. Andy Holmes, absolute legend of the Scopey world. Loved tonight, gents. So have I. Dave Thank Large, you. top man. Thank you. Isn't he just? Do you know what? I'm, I think maybe he's saying that because it's true. But also, guess who my guest is next week? Is it Dave? <laughs> it's Dave. <laughs> 
Shall I just cut and paste his comments and just paste it back next week? Yeah. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Um, Pleasure, mate. Wonderful. Some great stories. Uh, from what everybody's saying on the comments here, everybody's loved it as well. Carl Tranter's come on as well. Loved it. Cheers, guys. Um, Trans. Uh, Jugsy's thrown a few more comments in. Mate, I'll let you check out the rest of the comments when we come off. But thank you so much for coming Welcome, on. Welcome, mate. It's been absolutely brilliant. I'm going to close this for everybody. If you've got five minutes, stay in the green room and we'll have a quick chat. Um, yeah, I'll stay in, mate. We'll say goodnight to everyone else. Tune in next week. Thank you, everybody, for tonight. Um, that's been a wonderful, wonderful turnout for Mr. Holmes. So thank you all. Thanks to Andy. And uh, we shall see you same time next week. Actually, Cheers, everyone. it'll be half eight next week, half past eight. See you later. Thank you.